Hi, I'm Henry. And I'm Sophie. And this is Why Did, Why did You, you choose? choose? Last week we had on my sister Maddie from Boston College. And I just like to apologize for the audio. We are using the app Anchor and it's really great and easy, but the audio just sometimes fails. And at the end of the podcast, it might have seemed like we were either interrupting each other or taking really long pauses, but we weren't. It was just messed up. And then obviously Maddie was heard a lot better than us. So we're trying this again. We actually made a pillow fort this time. Um, and we're just going to see if this is better. Uh, so today we are interviewing two people that go to Vanderbilt University. It's my sister and Jared, uh, who also went to the same school as us. So... Can you guys just say hi and state your major? Yeah, um, so I'm Jackie. I'm a freshman at Vanderbilt, and my, I'm majoring in human and organizational development. And hello, I am Jared. I'm a sophomore, and I'm double majoring in economics and computer science. Okay, guys. Um, so, so we have a little bit of information. We came prepared, not yeah, we like last did time. Our we did time. our yeah, we did our research. So the population, the undergraduate enrollment is six thousand, almost six thousand nine hundred, and the student to faculty ratio is seven to one, and the uh, acceptance rate is nine point six percent. Like so, that's, very crazy. That's crazy. I don't know how you guys got. <laughs> These in are there. some smart people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so select few group should should play pay co- close attention to this okay um so like 6900 was um that's a population so what's it like it's um going to a mid-sized school uh jackie yeah so it's definitely great um it's it's a good size i would say like i could walk you know out to get food and stuff like that like i'll see like at least like one or two people that I know usually. Um, but yeah, I, I get to like say hi to all my friends on campus when I pass them usually. But I think it's a good size. Like not everything's too crowded on campus. And I mean, the only thing that gets bad or especially with COVID, like the long lines at dining. But other than that, it's pretty good. And how many dining halls do you have? Um, I think yeah. we have four, but Jared might know more about that. I don't really know. Yeah, Jared, like how, how many are there in... What's your experience with the, with the size and yeah, uh, going to dining halls? I'll I'll answer size first, I think, and then I'll talk about how that okay the dining, I guess. Okay. So, I guess like seven thousand students is like Jackie said. Uh, you definitely won't walk around and know everyone that you see on the street. Um, but I'd say every so often, like in between walking from like dorm to class. You'll definitely find one or two people you either like know and are, are acquainted with or like you've just seen them on Instagram and so you like know of them, I guess. So there's definitely a lot of familiar faces, but I don't think it's extremely stale with seeing the same people over and over again. Um, obviously, like um, I think a, a way that people don't talk about like student size is how that relates to like smaller groups as well. Um, because if you only have 7,000 students versus like 20,000 at a bigger school, um, some of the smaller departments are going to be pretty tight knit groups. Um, like there's kind of a, a group of like 30 or so like econ students that I end up taking most of my classes with. Um, and CS is a bit of a larger department, but 
you kind of form like closer knit groups because of that, because there's not 5,000 economic students. Um, and then I'll, I'll say on topic of dining. So I'm trying to think, I think four, four dining halls sounds right, but there's also, there's a bunch of like, it's, it's not everything because there's other dining options that aren't like official dining halls, I guess. Um, so there's like cafes and stuff scattered around campus. Um, and then there's also, I don't, if we'll talk about dining later, there's a bunch of other like um, munchy marts and pickup spots and like it gets confusing. Um, so there's more than like four options, I guess. Um, but there would be like four, I guess, main like dining halls, quote unquote. Okay, so that's just, yeah, we'll definitely talk about dining later. And just to go on to the size, I feel like it's a very nice balance. I feel like seeing one to two people you know is comforting, yet still exciting when you walk past. Um, now I guess we'll go to how you kind of felt when you first saw the school. So what got you most interested in the school and upon impression? Yeah, so I can talk a little bit about that. So when I visited the school, like the main thing that stood out to me was its campus and like everyone that was um, very nice and like welcoming there. And also like a big part of it, why I wanted to like come here was my major human and organizational development. It's very specific to Vanderbilt. And um, also I wanted to come here for like its academics too. And it's, it's good because like a lot of people here, they are very like, they, they're really studious, but then also they like, they like to, you know, like have fun. And uh, you get like a little balance of both here, which is nice. What about you, Jared? Yeah, I'll give my my pitch, I guess, like the wider pitch. Um, so when I toured, I was immediately like before the day before I had toured Emory. And then I came to here. I actually didn't even notice it at the time, but I had a fractured leg. And so like, oh I was God. walking around campus and like completely miserable trying to to follow the tour guide without like destroying myself. Um, and then uh, like Jackie said, I really like, I enjoyed campus in a way, like I felt like I could actually be there. Um, it made college seem a little bit less of an abstract idea and more of like a, this is actually something that's going to be happening. And like, I could see myself hanging out like in this common room or like talking to the type of people I was seeing on campus. Um, but I think the, the most convincing pitch for Vanderbilt um, comes in its people. And I know that every top university is going to say that, but I think Vanderbilt has a, a different edge in that sense, uh, where the Ivy League academics and, and smart people and um, just really impressive, interesting people all around are, are still there. Uh, but I think it, it loses the preppiness that you'll find at a lot of other schools or um, not necessarily the preppiness, but I, I should say like the pretentiousness, um, where right. everyone's super uh, smart, but also very humble and just like willing to have a conversation uh, without like the attitude that someone's better than someone else. Um, people are overwhelmingly helpful, um, which I don't think is the case at a, a lot of other schools that might be a bit more competitive. Um, like classes uh, overwhelmingly aren't graded on curves like they are at other schools. Students are encouraged to study in groups um, and work on problem sets in groups, which I know isn't the case. Um, professors, even pretty top-notch professors, um, love when students coming in, come into office hours and they really wanna engage. Uh, and so I think all of that creates a, 
an atmosphere that's more about learning and less about getting a good GPA. Um, and that that's what really drove me to Vanderbilt versus a lot of the other schools I was considering. Nice. You did yeah, well. That was a very, yeah, that was a very big pitch. So that's a little <laughs> bit that's a little bit different from last week's episode on Boston College. Um yeah, people were more competitive there. But at Vanderbilt it seems like everyone's like willing to help each other out and have a lot of fun because they are in the city of Nashville, which is all about music. So if you love music, Nashville is like a fun place. For you. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure I, I'll have uh uh, some mixed reviews on things down the line. Uh, but on the, the topic of like the overall community, I think you're not going to find a, a better, brighter group of people than, than at Vandy. So. Yeah. Wasn't there like some like study done where like Vanderbilt was like one of the top ha- like happiest students or something? Yeah. That, that was um, one of the things that I don't know what website did that. I think it was Princeton review, but I don't really know how they get that data um, how they like survey students. But yeah, that was actually one of the things that we had here. And I guess we'll go into the application and how it was like. We didn't get to talk about that last week, but um, just does Vanderbilt use the Common App? Are there a lot of subject tests and a lot of essays? Does anyone want to take that? Jackie's going to know way more about that than I Yeah, do. I just went through the process because I am a freshman. True. But um, one of the great things about it is that Vandy's application process is pretty easy. Uh, it's Common App, so which is better. I like that a lot better because most of my colleges were on the Common App. And I applied early decision, and they didn't require any subject tests. There was only one extra essay they had to do, and it was not hard, pretty easy. It was I think it was about like a like a challenge that I had or something like that. But I the application process was pretty pretty good for Vanderbilt. Um, I would say if you're thinking about applying, I would definitely do it because it, it's not too difficult to apply to Vanderbilt. I really don't think so. It's not that time consuming. No, it really isn't. The only extra thing you have to do is write another essay. Um, I know that they do have um, an interview process. Uh, I didn't get one because I already reached out to my um, like admissions person ahead of time. But I know that um, other people did. It really depends if they like want to like know more about you and stuff like that. But yeah. Oh, I have I have tea on the interview process. So I. Oh, really? Oh, well, not like a ton of tea, like just the information, like they don't care at all. Um, so most of the time, like this, this someone said this because um, I, I know a few alumni that have done interviews. And so like the for at least early decision, I should say things might your mileage may vary for for regular decision. Um, but the reports for interviews are do after decisions are already made so like you already know if you get admitted or not by the time like your report of your interview is sent in to anyone who would be reviewing your application (laughs) and Vanderbilt doesn't waitlist students or defer students off of ED so like you're either firm accept or firm reject at that point like there's there's no in between where an interview would be used um and so I've heard that the interview is is solely a way to like just keep alumni engaged and like they enjoy doing it. Like they want to talk to prospective students. Um, so interview like if you want to, or like if you just enjoy talking to people or you want practice for a later interview or something. I personally didn't interview. I didn't ask to be interviewed. I'm still here. Um, and yeah, no one, no one really cares because it would be impossible to like judge based on different people interviewing different students. 
um, in order to, to make that happen. Wow, I actually didn't expect it to be that easy. Well, obviously, it's not easy to apply, but I don't know. I know Wake Forest alone has eight supplemental essays, and that oh. gets me so stressed. But, I mean, at least that's good. Everyone should just try to apply if they can, because it seems like great I think school. from what I remember, um, it, was, it was a common app and two supplemental. It was the standard, like, tell me about an extracurricular. So, yeah. Yes, you oh, have basic, that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, like, no problem, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So, do you know anything else about, like, the other um, types of decisions you could uh, do? Like, is there early action or regular decision? Uh, Vanderbilt does. Yeah, Vanderbilt, they don't have early action, but they do have uh, ED2 for whoever, like, if they didn't get into their ED1 decision, you can always uh, do ED2. Vandy's one of your top choices. But, and then there's obviously regular decision too, but they don't do early action here. Wait, so you, wait, you said you could apply twice? No, you can, like, if you, if you, like, apply to, like, let's say oh, you apply to, you like, a different deadline. school, like, when, it, like, it was your top school, and you don't get into that, then if Vandy was your second choice, then you can ED to Vandy for ED2, and then, then that's oh. that same commitment that you have to make to go there if you get in. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. I, so, so, basically, if you miss a deadline or you don't want to, like, go yeah. right away. A lot of a okay. lot of people apply ED two if they need to take like one last SAT or something before submitting their application. I have a few friends that got an ED two, and, and both of them like they wanted to take like the November SAT or something, and so then they applied ED two. Okay, so that's actually a good option for people that like need to get higher SAT scores. What are the average? Do you know the average? Mm-hmm. I don't think a- I do. Average, like fifty. I, I'm I'm assuming somewhere around like fifteen twenty. That sounds about right. Oh my god! Yeah, you impressive people. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess moving away from that part of the the segment, do you guys have um a college town or downtown? I mean, I know you're very close to Nashville. Do you know how close you are? And what the transportation? Yeah, is Yeah, like? so we are right like in the middle of like Nashville. So. If you're talking about like downtown, like where like the music row is, like on all of those like bars are, it's like I think it's like ten minutes, uh, a ten minute drive away from there. But also, no matter where you are on campus, you're near like a million like different places to eat. Like on the freshman campus, it's called like the Commons Campus. I'm near a place called Hillsboro, and it's basically like a bunch of shopping, like um, like places to eat, and there's like a movie theater too there, and it's like a ten minute walk, so close. And then even if you live on like the other side of campus, like there's so many places to eat there too. Like no matter where you are, there's something to do, which is great. Um, and like, especially like if you're like, you know, you're like to try like a different, like a lot of different foods. If you're a foodie, there's so many different options for you, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Jared, what's your experience? Yeah, to that? go off of that. And I, maybe I can speak a bit more to the city because I'm not here during like pandemic times as well. Um, but like the, like we're definitely, I, I hesitate because we're definitely like in the city um and the way Nashville's kind of divided up is there's a lot of different neighborhoods so what Jackie was talking about was Hillsboro which is like towards one side of campus which happens to be like where most of the freshmen live um and then there's also a bunch of other neighborhoods as well so near like near main campus I guess where I'm staying uh, is like there's Broadway and there's kind of it's definitely like right in the heart of like the tourist destination, I guess. 
in a way like if you're walking to class along the street like there's a good chance you'll see um like a bunch of forests like yeah yeah and it's uh like there's definitely like there's lots of bars and clubs and and shops and and stuff like that um like i was able to i saw hamilton with some friends when they came on tour to nashville last year and i was able to like walk to the theater where they were putting on Hamilton from campus. It was like a 20 minute walk, um, but it was perfectly fine. So uh, you're definitely like- Stop, that's literally my dream. Oh my God, seeing Hamilton <laughs> in the city, that's so oh, it nice. Was, it was awesome. I, I, like I'm upset that I never got to see original cast, but it was great. And I'm very happy that I went, so. <laughs> oh yeah, we saw, me and Jackie saw that too. Yeah. That was really cool. Oh, also- yeah, I was sorry because I want to yeah. go off of that. But I wanted You're to good. say one of my favorite things about Nashville is that like it's not like like it's obviously like not New York City, but it's like it's like a different city. And like there's little pockets of like different areas to go. Like there's an area called the Gold, like where you can go. Like it's like it's all places to shop, eat, like all different things, which is very nice. Like you can just like decide like, oh, hey, this weekend I want to go to this area. And they're all like different and they have like their own interesting, cool things, which I want to add, which is nice. But yeah 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 um and can you just speak a little bit on broadway yeah so um, yeah broadway yeah but like i it's kind of like crowded right now especially like with covid i would definitely not you know suggest going there it's a little crazy um but yeah i went there like once to get boots because i want to like shop for cowboy boots because that's like a thing here um but yeah, I really haven't been to Broadway multiple times, especially especially like right now. Even though there's places open, I haven't been at all. But yeah, yeah. Just so just so everyone knows, Broadway is like is like a street in Nashville, where they're just like there's just there, it's lined with bars and live music, and everyone is really good. Like if you want to play music and you want to make it in the music industry, you go to Nashville. So everyone is really good, and they only live off of tips so of course they're working really hard to like make a living in nashville and then like try to get recorded and all that stuff so um broadway is like a big tourist spot just for you just bar hop music is good everywhere so that's why um like we would not recommend yeah it's a a super fun place to be if you're 21 um (laughs) yeah i like i went to a few like sorority formals there as well and like that was fun i wouldn't recommend going to broadway one during covid because uh you know that some people aren't very smart and a lot of the people that aren't smart coincide with the amount of people that are going to bars in the middle of a pandemic um so they're not wearing masks either uh but it's also like if you're not 21, there's not going to be a ton for you, um, at least at, at night. You're, you're going to have a difficult time getting into places. Um, like, and I don't, I don't have a fake ID, but even if you did have a fake ID, uh, you wouldn't have much better luck because everyone like there doesn't have to cater towards, towards 18-year-olds. Like, they, they know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, me and Jackie went with our parents. So we stayed until like six, six o'clock and then we weren't allowed in the bar yeah. anymore. So, 
Yeah, but it was fun during the day. Yeah, but there is um a freshman like karaoke bar. Like you can get in. Oh no, you're 18. It's called Lonnie's. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people go there. That's so yeah, fun. Yeah, it's well, it's supposed to. Be, it's like you. It's supposed to be like a lot of fun. But yeah, some people like still go there, like despite you know COVID and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Lonnie's is is fun when it, it's safe. I keep yelling at, at freshmen, please, please don't go to Lonnie's. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're not smart. I know, like, we're, we've been doing pretty good with COVID, all things considered. Um, but like, you're, you're not helping the team by by going out to these places. So even if you're in, in high school listening to this, like, stay home. Like, protect <laughs> people. <laughs> protect me. <laughs> What what's your favorite off campus activity, both of you? That's a good question. I'm gonna let Jackie go first. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, there's like a bunch of good places to eat. Uh, I well, there's this new like pasta place that's right in Hillsboro. It's called like Nicoletto's. Their pasta there is so good. Like, I didn't think that there was gonna be like any good like Italian food here compared to New Jersey, but like, amazing pasta. Um, I guess like I don't do that much shopping here because you know like. I, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather just, like, you know, not spend money. But, um, yeah, I think that's, like, my favorite thing. I mean, it's just so hard to pick one because there's so many different things to do here. I could I could take the, the cop-out answer and say food also. Um, but I'll talk about, uh, like, music, I guess. Uh, I guess it, it's not my, my favorite activity to do in Nashville currently, um, again, like gestures broadly at everything happening in the world. Um, but uh, like concerts at Vanderbilt are like awesome. And in Nashville, I think last year, who did we have? We had like Quinn 92 come. Um, we were going to have, I think, like Pusha T come before, uh, oh. like in the spring. Uh, but that obviously got canceled um and then we also had concerts um like post malone was here if you like country music i don't um but like there was country people i'm sure like other people would know their names but i wouldn't but people seemed excited um megan the stallion came to campus that was something wait these are impressive oh yeah yeah we we put big names i think the year before i came to campus um so Vanderbilt for the freshmen, like, I think it's after the first week of classes always does, I forget the name of it, but they always have like an event for all the freshmen kind of just to like hang out. Um, My year, they took us to like an art gallery, which was pretty nice and like had a DJ and everything like set up there. So it was cool. The year before they had Beyonce and Jay-Z come to perform. What the heck? Oh my God. Kids, get your grades up, go so, Vanderbilt. So I'm only oh a little God. bit salty um, that, it, like, it was a bit of a drop-off, but it's still still cool um, that we're able to yeah. have, like, things exclusively for Vanderbilt students that um, you wouldn't find in a lot of other places just because Nashville is such an attractive place for, like, musical people. So, they are yeah, awesome. And plus, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Jay-Z and Beyonce would have, like, a whole football arena filled up and then now it's just six thousand kids for this like you're up close in person yeah, with them. You're right. that's what it feels like a bet yeah that's, oh, this that's is kind of making me a little upset because um, you know as a freshman during covid you don't you don't get that same experience um i'm sure i'm sure they'll figure something out 
you yeah. can uh, yeah at least you can like enter in for a survey to maybe win a hoodie like you've got that going for yeah you. yeah definitely compares to Beyonce mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully someday but that's cool a lot of country singers live in Nashville like a lot of famous ones so beware so I guess now we'll go on to kind of on-campus stuff um now that we're talking about entertainment how are the sports games are there high attendance um that's funny (laughs) well (laughs) yeah i can answer that oh no like well last year right yeah well well this year year? we're letting fans into football games i don't personally find that a smart idea but we're doing it anyways um but i think normally Attendance, well, it, it it depends, like, who we're playing against and what the game is. Vandy baseball is very good. Um, like, I think we won the national championship yeah. two years ago. Like, very, very good. Other Vanderbilt sports, not so much. Um, and so your <laughs> mileage may vary with attendance. Usually, just because, like, the nature of, like, SEC sports. Um, so we're playing against, like, Georgia, Alabama, like, LSU, like big schools, um, they tend to have more fans in the stadium than we do at home games. Uh, but um, like some students care a lot. I, I wouldn't say most though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Jackie, how was your experience? I know you went to a game. Yeah. Like, so what was um, it like? they're not, they're only letting students into the games and when I went, it was mostly uh, freshmen. Not that many people were there. I don't. I didn't see like many upperclassmen. Um, I don't. I just don't think that they even went to the games like that much originally, like in years past. So I think it's just like you know freshmen that were excited to go to like a, a college football game, especially like because there's SEC teams. But um, wasn't that crowded? Um, a lot of people left early, but it was it was so nice to be there. We were playing uh, LSU, so it was cool because you know like a lot of them are definitely gonna go pro. But yeah, it's like especially like during COVID, it's just like not not so much fun. But I I'm assuming in years past it was more fun to go to the, the game. The general atmosphere of like game days, and I'm not I'm not a big party person for for those that know me. But the general like vibe was people woke up early to tailgate before games. And then when the game was going on, most of them, like, went back to bed to sleep. And then after the game finished, they, like, started <laughs> getting ready to party again. Um, so I guess that's a, a good overview of what, like, Vanderbilt football looks like. But from what I've heard, the tailgates are still pretty fun. So, <laughs> Would you say um, that your school has a lot of school There's spirit? definitely school spirit. It just doesn't necessarily manifest itself in sports I think and I think that's a good thing like Vanderbilt has a lot of things that we're doing well and that our students should be proud of um in regards to academics or like social settings or whatever um but yeah in terms of in terms of sports I don't think anyone's like go team we're number one Uh, but uh, (laughs) like people definitely like Vanderbilt and like the alumni network is is strong and like so it definitely manifests itself in a lot of ways where there's like a Vanderbilt spirit or like a bond um it just doesn't really revolve around sports 
funny you should um, mention alumni networks because that's a perfect segue. Oh, to I don't section. have these pulled um, up. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you knew. Um, so what is the alumni network like? And do you think there's, I mean, this we ran into the same problem with Maddie. You guys didn't graduate yet, but do you feel that there is a lot of assistance post-graduation? So you've heard? I can't talk. I, I'm assuming Jackie's not going to have like a, an insane answer to this because she's a yeah. freshman. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, there's, there's definitely an alumni network. I can't speak on behalf of post-graduation, um, but I can talk about as a current student looking for internships. Um, it's definitely like, it's very useful to have a Vanderbilt name when you're applying for a job um, that has, that hires Vanderbilt alum. Um, I, I can talk about like, first of all, Vanderbilt for consulting, if you're at all interested in consulting is um, like ranks with top IVs on like where you want to go to school. It doesn't for a lot of careers, like you're better off going to, to Harvard or, or Yale and Vanderbilt for a lot of things. For consulting, I'd, I'd say it's not one of them. Um, there's generally like three big consulting firms. There's McKinsey, Bain and BCG without getting like too much into detail. Out of those three groups, two of the three of them's founders were Vanderbilt alum. Uh, and so like that, oh. those connections run pretty deep. Uh, and it shows in our recruiting, we're considered a top target for, for those two. And I think a target for the other one. Um, if you're interested in consulting, I, I am aware that's kind of niche. Um, but for other things, like for applying to internships currently, I'm, I'm on like the LinkedIn grind. Um, but if I message... Um, or email a person that went to Vanderbilt that's uh, in a position that I'm looking to get involved with, um, they're definitely more willing to reach out um, or respond because I'm a Vanderbilt student and there's a, a shared experience. So the alumni connections, yeah. and, and we don't graduate as many uh, people as a lot of other schools, right? So it's not like Michigan where they graduate like 20,000 people a year. And so like they're are hired in every single space, but where there's a Vanderbilt alumni, they're very willing to help out. Okay, we have so a lot of information. <laughs> that's yeah. good. Um, Vanderbilt, so they also have like a big name, right? Like anyone, anyone who went to another school too, they would hire. It, it's Vanderbilt definitely student, regional. Right? Um, if you're trying to stay in the South, Vanderbilt is better than Harvard, Yale, Princeton, whatever other school you. Like Van Vanderbilt is right. like if you talk to anyone in Nashville, Georgia, whatever, like Vanderbilt's like the number one school and nothing else really matters. Um, if you're trying to get a job in New York, um, depending on the position, they'll know Vanderbilt. They'll be familiar with like your coursework. Like they're definitely not throwing your resume in the trash because of it, even at like investment banking jobs and all of that. Um but it, it doesn't carry the same prestige as like maybe a, a Columbia or like a Penn would um, just because like they're more regionally strong there and Vanderbilt is, has more of its roots in the South. And if you go to California, it's the same thing. Um, like UCLA or UC Berkeley are going to perform way stronger in California than Vanderbilt would just by nature of Vanderbilt, not having the alumni network set up there um, and stuff like that. But I definitely don't think Vanderbilt as a name would ever inhibit you 
from any position. Uh, you might just have to, like, depending on where you go, um, it's a lot easier to start in, like, Atlanta, for example, than move right out to, like, L.A. after graduation. I know people, I know people like, that oh. are working in, like, um, like, Silicon Valley for tech now, but um, it's not as easy as being, like, a Stanford grad and, like, already being there. Well, that was actually very good insight. I had no idea that that even exists where other schools are better in different areas. So, yeah, yeah that's good. Um, Do you think the internships yeah. are easily accessible now that you've had? Um, jobs? Well, it depends on it depends on job markets um, and majors and like who you are and who, you know, um, this isn't explicitly a Vanderbilt thing, but something that I've been realizing is internships are a lot more about networking than being the best applicant a lot of the time. And so it depends how much you're willing to put yourself out there. Um, and this is not a great job market for getting internships as well uh, and working remote and all of that. Like it's, it's certainly an unusual time, but I definitely, um, I don't think that internships, like I think Vanderbilt opens a lot of doors Um and I don't think that internships are, like, difficult because of Vanderbilt. I think that internships are just difficult. <laughs> yeah. And in, in general. general yeah. major, but, Whoa. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> yeah, I could, uh, I, I guess I could, like, speak on that a little bit. I just remember when uh, Jackie and I went down for her first visit uh, with my family uh, the summer going to her senior year. Uh, we just walked into the Jewish Center, and then there was, like, a there was a kid at the front desk, and, like, my dad just started talking to him, and he was, um, he asked him, where, like, what he was studying and stuff, and he wanted to be, uh, work, worked in, fi- he wanted to work in finance, and that's what my dad does, um, so he was, uh, he was, like, ready to help him out, so it could just be anybody, um, so, yeah. So people are willing to like help out someone who goes to Vanderbilt. What's his or name? Just, Sam, like, by any kid, chance? Because so. I know a dude that works in Hillel that's going into finance. Uh, I don't know. It was like, oh, a okay. few years ago. It, well, it was uh last summer. I don't know. <laughs> like he gave my dad his LinkedIn. Like they 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 connected on LinkedIn and stuff. So it was good though. Like good for him like that he met someone already like yeah you could just um, meet I someone so last easily. summer but from my like i don't really have that much experience you know with like like uh, getting jobs after school like i don't really know that many like upperclassmen but the ones that i do know um like i mean i mean like my we have like something called visions uh vanderbilt visions and like we have like a vu sector that's sort of like a mentor and um so she, I think, like, has, like, a, like, a lot of them, like, have, like, jobs going into, going into, like, their senior year. So they pretty much, like, a lot of them know what they're doing. Some of them are still figuring it out. But, like, it's, it's, like, it's pretty common for people to, like, you know, having, like, have an idea of what they, like, want to do and, like, what job they're going to do, like, right after um, school ends. Yeah. That's good. So they're already, yeah. they're already, like, set up. So, yeah, that's actually, like, good to know because some people don't want to live at home right away. Yeah, Some this people is just want to get started. Thing, but um, so it's like fast. most of the time, if you're an intern somewhere after your junior year, you're going to get a return offer. Um, like again, mileage may vary, and it depends. But usually, like where you intern after your junior year of college is where you'll end up working, at least like immediately after graduation. 
Okay, that's good to know. Uh, can you can you both speak on like your mentorship that you have had with uh, upper cal- upper class? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, because uh, to go mentors. off of like my Vanderbilt business class, and so that's like prior, uh, like amongst all freshmen. Yeah. mine's like Wednesday, um, like Wednesday at like six o'clock. But um, pretty like um, I mean, there's like definitely mixed emotions about that class. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you get to like um you get to like hear perspectives of like upperclassmen and they kind of help you out like especially with like a stress stressful year like you'll talk about your highs and lows in the beginning um and you'll they'll go over like opportunities like to get like help if you're like like struggling like like mentally and stuff like that like there's different like options like you could do therapy and stuff like that they, they talk about that stuff um and then you get to meet other students too but um i really haven't been that much contact with my vu sector but um Definitely, it's definitely someone that, like, if I had like an issue, I'd feel comfortable reaching out to. Who is your use after? Like, this probably isn't useful for the podcast, but I'm curious. Oh, who mine is? (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. Oh, um, she's a senior. Yeah, uh, Sabrina. Sabrina. Uh, Last name? Apple. Oh no, I know. That's a senior. Uh, (laughs) But yes, I don't think she's a use after. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, in terms of like like visions um is an interesting program i think you guys got the short end of the stick with it uh with like you're you're completely online for visions right yeah yeah all through zoom yeah that sucks uh the best part of visions was they gave us free food most of the time uh visions also it's like it's completely run by the faculty view sector so i don't know who yours is but some of them are, are really great and some of them like are well they're still fine they're just a bit more boring i guess like ev- all the the faculty like it's difficult to get a faculty view set position like a bunch of professors want to do it and not all of them get it um but it's still like some of them just aren't as interesting or like willing to talk um like my view scepter was super great and uh, like she bought us all ice cream or in like Chick-fil-A. I think one like meeting, we just like, we spent the entire time and she bought like coloring like supplies and we just like colored. Um, so like, it depends on like what the view scepter actually cares about. Also they say visions is uh, option uh, mandatory, but it's like, it's pretty much optional. No one will do anything if you don't attend and it doesn't count towards your GPA. Um, but it, it's really just like, it's a good environment to like rant when you're a freshman. And so that's kind of what it's there for. How do you guys think the guidance system is like in your college advisors? I'll let Jackie speak on the first yeah. year experience first, and then I can talk about upperclassmen guidance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, something about vision okay. is that like, sorry to go back to that. But um, I know, like, a lot of my friends, they just don't go to their visions class. It's really not mandatory. It's like they say it's mandatory, but you can just not go. I mean, your vision, your view scepter, like, might be, like, annoyed with you, but you can definitely get away with it. Um, Also, we did start, like, they did, like, start allowing in-person visions classes. So, like, I went in person, like, last week, and we kind of, like, we carved and painted pumpkins, which is nice. And she gave us, like, brownies, which is pretty cool, too. But about the advisors... Um, so I have one specific to my college. I'm in Peabody College, and that's like because that's because of my major. And then there's also like education majors within it too, and like cognitive studies. But um, so my advisor, like she was okay. It's, she emailed me in the beginning and was like, "Oh, here's what you need to do to sign up for classes." 
But um, like I think she she's just usually very slow to get back to me. I remember like one time she didn't answer me either. Um, but most of my friends have not had like any trouble contacting their advisors. I think that was just like something with my advisor. But I mean, so yeah, she'll get back within, she hates like, you. to me within like five days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's bad. Like and then like I'll oh. be, like it'll be like past the deadline for like signing up for classes. So it's like there's no point in having an advisor for me, honestly. Yeah, first year advisors, and that's why I said I'd let Jackie go first. First year advisors kind of suck. I don't know how the system works in Peabody, um, because I know like arts and sciences, like things work differently. Because in Peabody, you come in with a declared major, and in arts and sciences, all students come in undeclared. Um, And so, like, advising works differently based off of that. First year arts and science advising also not super great not very useful um i find it way more useful to just like talk to an upperclassman um that you like meet in an organization or something um and i think like that's perfectly fine because the upperclassmen are like less susceptible to like spouting university propaganda i guess um and like they just like tell you what you need to do rather than like listening to the spiel of like a university hired employee um so like that advising is not great, but upperclassmen are all super willing to talk and help out. Like if you're looking for help, you're never going to have to go too far to find it as long as like you just like ask someone random um, and they'll at least point you in the right direction. For upperclassmen advising in arts and sciences, at least it's pretty good. And by pretty good, I mean like really good. Um, So what they do at a lot of other schools, I know they just have like a set advisor, quote unquote, that's like their job is to help you manage um, like working through your major or something. In Vanderbilt, they just match you with a professor in the department you declared your major in. So right now I, I have my econ major declared and they just like sent me the email of a professor that's in the department. Um, and so I just like email him and I say, hey, I have a question. Um, and like he responds super fast. I think he responded to like my last email in like under 20 minutes. Um, but that's good. Um, hmm. Impressive. They take on students because they want to take on students and help you. Um, it's also really useful having a professor that's like, uh, or an advisor that's a professor because they know people. And so if you're looking for a specific role, um, like I'm looking for research right now, And since he's a professor, he's able to point me in the right direction and say like, hey, this professor I'm friends with is looking for research. Like, let me set you guys up to like meet sometime um, and see if it's a good match. And that's something that you're not going to get if your like advisor is someone that just like tells you to fill out paperwork, which is kind of what happens when you're a first year. So. Well, it seems like a very good system. Vanderbilt has a good idea with the professors um, as your advisors. It kind of just seems like upperclassmen um, and like the upperclassmen, like advisors slash professors kind of feels like full house, like everywhere you look. Like yeah. And I'll say you. like the, the reason why freshmen, <laughs> like freshmen don't get great advising, but freshmen also don't really need great advising. Like that sounds kind of insensitive, but I don't That's think true. it is. Like if you're for like <laughs> registration, like 
you're filling gen eds or you're like taking the next class in your major, like nothing's super crazy. And you're generally not applying for internships or like research positions or anything like that. Um, and so like you, you frankly don't need that much advising. I think I spoke to my advisor like three times over the course of my first year. So, I mean, yeah, Jackie, I definitely, I definitely agree. That? We don't Do really agree? need amazing advisors right now. I'm just taking like intro courses and kind of just like weed out classes to get them out of the way. Um, but yeah, I think especially like talking to upperclassmen are great. I mean, Jared, I, I contacted you and like you helped so much with like my math class. But um, I definitely don't, you don't like, it's also like wasn't like a terrible process. Like I made it sound so bad, but like, I mean, I was fine. I just signed up for my classes online. Some of them fill up like quickly, but like you, you can get over that and like find something else that you're really interested in. But it's the process is easy. It's just, you know, you have to figure, you have to plan out what you want to do ahead of time to kind of like, and like work it around your major so you can get some classes out of the way. Mm. How so, many kids do you think are in your class? Um, English, like I'm classes. in an English class right now. And it's like, that's like my smallest class. It's like 16 people. But then like, there will be like my macro econ class, which is like, like 300 people because it's like, a, it's all in Zoom. So you, you can just have 300 people in it. And um, it's asynchronous too. So it works for like anyone, anytime. Uh, but that's really not, um, you don't really have to talk to anyone in that, but the other ones are more interactive and even, um, my applied human development class that's specific to, uh, my major that's, they actually, it's like a hundred kids, but they found a way to make it interactive. You'll go into breakout rooms, um, and they have like smaller classes, um, in addition to that and where they break down that big class and there's like around like 17 people in that too. So it's definitely like, you definitely get to like, like meet people and like, through Zoom, I, like, have met people and, like, you know, like, I can, like, you know, I have a Snapchat, so I can always ask them questions about something if I need help. Yeah. There's, like, a wide variety. That's good. Um, And I accidentally cut Henry off. He was supposed to ask a question. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So hopefully you can just take it over. All right. Literally, don't pat about this later. Okay. No, I won't. I won't. Well, I, I'll talk about it later because this is, like, a... <laughs> All right, just fine. Everything is fine. Okay, it's fine. Can can you just like speak about um, like your other classes and stuff, like your the the class that you major in, like the subject, and talk about classes for that, and then just main classes that most people just have to take. Um, Who wants? Yeah, well, Jackie and I are in a different colleges again. I'll say so. I'm in arts and sciences. I know a lot about engineering because like I'm double majored in an engineering major being computer science. Um, And Jackie, as an HOD major, human organizational development major, she's in Peabody, which is a a different college. Um, So they just have different general education requirements. Um, For arts and sciences, which I guess like most people will be going into. So it's good that I'm talking on behalf of it. there's a program, it's called Axel, okay. uh, like A-X-L-E. Um, and so if you search that, you'll get like a whole list um, of like the classes you have to take. Um, but I'll, I'll summarize it. Basically, I think there's like five or six buckets of classes that you have to take. Um, and so like they range from like U.S. history to social sciences to like math and natural sciences. Um, there's also a language requirement, which is pretty easy. Um, like it's, it's not very strict to fulfill. 
Um, and so like, that's essentially Axel. It, it's like, I think 40 credits or so to complete the whole thing, but classes in your major count towards it as well, if, as long as it fills one of the buckets um, without getting like too, too into it. Um, in terms of like class quality, size, things of that nature, um, there's definitely a balance. Like Jackie was saying, some classes, um, and this is going to be pretty rare. It's essentially classes that like um, are like AP level. So like your intro to bio, intro to chemistry, intro to economics, intro to psychology. Those are like the big ones I'm thinking that are like large classes. Um, most other things are are pretty small. So if it's not like a a 100 to like 300 person like massive class. Um, and those classes all have like breakouts, essentially, like you have discussions where you just meet with a smaller group one day, but again, without getting too much into it, most other classes are, are somewhere between 20 to 40 kids, I'd say. Um, when you get towards upper level classes, classes get smaller because they're more specific. Um, and so like, for example, most of the classes I'm in right now. Um, I think one is 20 kids, one is 15 kids, another is 15 kids. Um, and then one is like 50 and one is like 30. Um, I, yeah, I think I, I covered all the classes. And so it, it definitely gets smaller and there's lots of opportunity in those classes to interact directly with professors. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention with Axel is they kind of make you take some smaller classes. So your first year, you have to take a, a writing seminar. Um, and so they're basically writing classes, but you can take it in a wide variety of studies. So I took one on like um, black and Jewish relations, which I thought was really interesting. So it was like, a, it was in the Jewish studies, um, like course catalog, I guess, but like you didn't have to, cause it was just a general writing requirement anyways. Um, uh, people took some in economics or cryptography was a popular one or like anything and they're 15 person seminar classes so you essentially do some reading for homework and then you come into class and you just talk about the reading um so i think those are those are neat classes as well okay so we are about to run a little bit over time so just to expedite things we would normally just since we normally just like talk about the teachers and and a little bit about that can you just use like three, try to use three words just to describe the overall experience with your professors, like if they're good or not, or if they're helpful, just three or four words. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I couldn't really just like, characteristics. In, like three or four words. Cause I, yeah. I mean, all professors are different, but I'll just keep it short. Um, there's some professors <laughs> that like want to help okay. you, but then there's some that like, I mean, most of them do want to help you. There's some that like they, they try to it, but they're, maybe they're not the best at it. But most professors here are, are pretty great. Um, their doors are op always open. They have office hours. Um, yeah, but they definitely, like, a lot, most of them look out for their students and, like, want to see you, like, improve and do better. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I am definitely that, the reason why this is running long, <laughs> and I, I, I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, my God, no, stop. Um, stop I, I'd say, like, the, the biggest no. thing with professors yeah. is... Um, most really care about teaching. Um, and I, I just find that really admirable. One of my professors is also like cited in my textbook for the class. And I think that's cool. So I'll just throw it out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's got some clout. 
<laughs> do you think that I don't know the amount of school work your the amount of work your school gives is manageable? I said I don't know because like I said it's college, so it's gonna be a lot of work. But is it? Too I mean, much to as handle? a freshman, like it's kind of like a shock going from high school to you know uh, like a college a college like Vandy. But um, it's definitely it's definitely manageable. You just really have to you know like like separate your study time and then the like the time that you have with your friends because I can literally just open my door and like my friends will like be in the common room so it's just like you really have to focus on like your time management and just try to get stuff done like even a few days earlier because like I feel like in high school I would do things last minute all the time but here you definitely have to get it done uh beforehand unless like you'll go crazy really but it's it's a lot of work but it's manageable yeah to, to echo that I think in high school, and I I promise this isn't a flex, but, like, high school was very easy for me work-wise in the fact that, like, I don't know, I did homework in the morning before going into class and just, like, sat there and didn't really study for things and did fine. Mm -hmm. Um, That wouldn't work very well in college, uh, but I also don't think there's any professors that are, like, completely leaving you out to dry and saying, like, here, read 100 pages of this textbook. It's due the next day. Um, good luck on the test. Uh, like, or like, or teaching, like having things on the test that like they didn't explicitly teach in class. Like that doesn't exist. Um, but the workload is definitely a lot and time management really is key. Um, there are some weeks where like you're kind of drowning, but it's it's definitely like, I probably spend around... 40 to 50 hours a week doing schoolwork um, or schoolwork related things. So about that. Yeah, well, it is, right? So that's like, like a full-time class. job. That's including classes. <laughs> so it's if, yeah. I, if I worked nine to five, I would probably be okay. able to get everything done. Okay. Um, and now on to my favorite part. Uh, what is the food like and the meal for all right. the dining? I'm so all that stuff. I, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, but I will keep it all short, right. though. All right, so, it's fine. Just... Yeah, so about yeah, freshman just dining. Say your so favorite they things make you, they, this year, they're, like, forcing you to, like, do a $6,000 meal plan, right? And it's 21 swipes a week, which is a lot. There, There's no other meal plan for freshmen. You just have to do that one. And honestly, the food is, like, not that great here. I mean, like, I think in 2016, we are voted for one of the top, like, like uh, universities with campus food, whatever. But I really don't think that. And I think a lot of my friends would agree that it's, the food's not the best. They had to, because it was, they got so many complaints. They had to bring in, like, Taste of Nashville, which is basically they bring in food from other, like, restaurants in the area. But, um, I mean, it has been getting better. There's some nights where it's really good, some nights where it's, like, terrible. But, um, I mean, it's still edible. You can eat the food. Um, it's just not as good as I thought it was going to be. No, no, I, I promise. You were, like, you were completely robbed. It's so oh there. Vanderbilt Campus Dining used to be so good, and now it's so not. Um, it's a... Yeah. It's a, it's a COVID oh, that's thing. That's so sad. I I, I think this is temporary and hopefully like I, I wouldn't say Vanderbilt food being bad should be uh, reflect like reflected in anyone's decision to come here because I, I promise it's not normally this bad. And I know like I agree it's not good right now. Um, and I, I also have dietary restrictions, um, but like it, it used to be very, very good. I cannot stress this enough. 
Um, and like there used to be like right now, the main problem is there's not a lot of options. Um, at least like that's my complaint with it. Um, and there used to be a lot of options and I can like, I can list off like all of the best foods that Vanderbilt like has completely axed right now during COVID times. Um, but like at like what they're doing right now is they're only having like essentially one station in each dining hall open. And they used to have like five stations in each dining hall open. So at commons, for example, they used to always have um, like a, a special dinner for that night, but they also always had, like an Asian food section, which had like usually like rice with like tofu or um, like steak or chicken or like something there. They also had pizza every night and they had pasta every night. Like it, it used to be so good. Um, they got rid of like randwiches, which were sandwiches at our main dining hall, which is rand. So they were called randwiches. Um, they got rid of like, we, oh, used, we also have tortellini Tuesday. So every Tuesday they have tortellini. Um, and like, it's not the same anymore. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really depressing. They used to have like, and now I'm just like reminiscing on the good old days. But, uh, like I, I promise campus dining <laughs> was very good. Um, and I was upset going back home for dining. And now I'm quite depressed. But um, yes and no. Like stuff. there, there is always a, a vegetarian option. The vegetarian option is not always good. Um, the lucky thing is, and I don't know, maybe this helps solve Jackie's problem. But go to Greens more. Like Greens, Greens is still good. Um, but everything else is kind of taken a, a hit. Yeah. Well, I've been going to like the two three zero one, like the allergy one. Uh, it's usually very good. They have smoothies every day, and they have a good bowl. But also there's like other options rather than just the dining halls. Like it seems like the dining halls are a problem, but there's munchie marts where it's like you can get frozen food there if you want. The fro- there's usually like their frozen food is pretty good. Oh, um, you, and then especially still munchie. Sorry, uh, what? you don't know real munchie marts. Munchie marts got got hit hard. I know, <laughs> I know. There's so many food that's sitting there that's not an option for us on the portal. But yeah, they um. Yeah, Munchie Mart. So, so I'll give like the general overview because this isn't a thing at a lot of other schools. But you can. So most other schools are like all you can eat buffets. I think so. You just like swipe in and and take your food and like you can take as much as you want. Um, Vanderbilt uses and talked to Maddie last week. So I'm pretty sure BC does the similar thing. But you have um, like 21 swipes a week, or which is Jackie Jackie's plan. I have 19 because I'm a sophomore. But you have like a set amount of swipes a week. Um, and like each swipe usually is like an entree and like three sides or something like that. Um, you also used to be able to use a swipe at what's called a Munchie Mart, um, which is basically like an on-campus convenience store. Um, and so you were able to get like, if you wanted to, like they used to have like pastries and stuff every morning. They had coffee, but they also had like frozen food, soda, chips, whatever. For anyone in the Northeast, it was basically a Wawa um, or like, I don't know, I the best I could, description I could think about is like a gas station, like convenience store. Uh, so it, it was it was basically something like that where you can like take four yeah, things okay. for a meal swipe, or like four bags of Cheez-Its if you wanted to. Um, and that was very good. Now you cannot. 
um, which is quite depressing, but whatever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you, you have to order through an app. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully it'll go back once this is all over, once people get the vaccine and everything. So, um, Sophie, do you have anything to add? Um, <laughs> I think this is him telling me I should go into housing. Um, housing. <laughs> how does housing work and the living accommodations? Like your first year. Do you want to talk career. first, Jackie? Yeah, sorry, cut out. What was the question? It was about living accommodations. Is that what it was? Okay. Oh, um, yeah. All, uh, yeah. Freshmen, well, usually they all live on Commons campus. It's like, it's the freshman campus. It's kind of like, it's like a 10 minute walk away from main campus. It's pretty nice. It's, um, and the, that's our, our newer, like the one I'm living in is newer, but there's some of them aren't super nice. But this year with COVID, they put half of us here, half of us in towers or Branscombe, and those are on the main campus. They're not even close as nice as, uh, commons houses but i mean they're we're gonna flip halfway through the year they 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 dubbed it the flip they called it that you know to get something <laughs> i so i don't know why but they did that and so then i will be going to towers it's supposed <laughs> to be like a really like a really bad dorm but i mean freshman house usually supposed to be very nice i'm like my dorm right now is big roomy triples there's doubles here but the towers and branscombe rooms are not super nice don't don't sweat on towers or scope bad people mm-hmm. hate on it it's worse relatively to a lot of the other dorms but it's still better than anything you're going to find at most other colleges it just so happens that like most of the commons dorms are all made in within like the last 15 years except for like three of them um and so i'm assuming jackie are you in like hank is that where you are i'm in sutherland right now oh you're in suth i was suth awesome oh. uh, yeah Mid- suth Mativo's a stud. If Mativo's hearing this, shout oh, out. Yeah, he's on the second uh, floor. My my man Danny, he was my RA. Uh, but um, like rooms are rooms are nice. They're constantly building new dorms. So towers was supposed to be destroyed, and so that's why everyone's complaining that they're living in it because it was supposed to be like a nice new uh, dorm. But they had to keep it because they needed extra housing to be able to maintain like quarantine students um but it like i i promise it was um like dorms were going to be good as well and then upperclassmen dorms is is pretty nice a lot of the dorms are new i'm in one of the dorms that's old but it's still good uh like i have my own common room and my own kitchen so i can't really complain in my dorm room so i'm i'm a i'm a fan of vanderbilt housing Well, this year they're allowing people to, uh, a lot of people always want to live off of campus. Um, Well, so, so I should say, because this is different and like a surprise about Vanderbilt, students generally live on campus for all four years. Um, But at a lot of other schools, I know like you like have a year on campus and then you like pretty much just move off. Um, But housing prices are really expensive in the city. So like, it's not super viable unless like you have some wealth uh and then a lot of people this year chose to move off of campus which vanderbilt opened up to anyone usually you had to be like married in order to do it um but this year it's open to everyone because of covid guidelines and restrictions and everything like that um so a a decent amount of people live off of campus um but it's certainly not common 
how big do you guys think the campus is? I just Googled it and it's 333 acres, but do you think it's easy to get around? I don't know. So I, and is the here, do you want me to talk about it first and then? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I don't know how big an acre is, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so I... <laughs> so I'm on one side I don't of know campus, like because I said how I'm on like the freshman side of the school right near that campus. So I it probably takes me like maybe twenty to the other end, which is really not so bad. Like that's my farthest class. It's on the like end of campus, uh, like near like um like the football stadium and stuff like that. But it's really not a bad walk. Also, like it's a very scenic walk too. It's like usually really nice out. Um, and um also we do have vandy vans i don't know how late they run i think it's maybe until like 12 like at midnight or something but um if you need to get like somewhere like really quick like at night you can just take it and it's it's great the vandy vans are pretty good yeah camp campus is generally very safe there are some areas off of campus that i wouldn't recommend going when it's very dark um but like anywhere that like you could stumble upon on campus is going to be safe walking at night but even if, like, you don't feel super safe, there's Vandy Vans, which is really nice. Um, like, last semester or last year, I'm on, like, the club volleyball team. And so we had practice um, until, like, 10 at night, a lot of nights. Uh, and so sometimes, like, you really just don't want to, like, walk 15 minutes back to your dorm after you worked out for two hours. And Vandy Vans, like, took you from point A to point B, um, which was very good. Um, in terms of, like, distance from campus nothing feels too far i know we're it's a larger school than like the population would have you believe um because it's pretty spread out and like i think we're technically like i don't know what's the word for like when something has a lot of trees we're like basically a park um <laughs> but like I, they, they call it some fancy word but we're we're essentially a park and there's lots of like green and stuff it gets really pretty especially like at the start of fall uh but like i i don't think transport is really a huge issue um i know the walk that jackie is talking about it's it's kind of tough when you have like an 8 a.m class um but like there's never a time that i'm thinking like i'm out of breath walking from like point a to point b so it's it's nothing crazy so we actually um we never talked about the gym. Like, how's the gym? Uh, do you guys like so Jackie's never seen there, like a wide variety? Right? Yeah, I've never been. Well, I've been in the rec center to get because that's where they're having the COVID test because we get tested every week. Um, but I walk through it to get tested, and that's about it. So I really don't have that much experience with it, none sure. at all. Okay, yeah. So so the gym is for for anyone listening out home. Uh, the gym is currently out of commission because it's been converted into our COVID testing center. Um, because like, why would you be going to the gym? It's the middle of a pandemic. Um, so, but, but the, the quality was pretty good. Um, I worked out a decent amount. I've never had issues with like not having a machine or like not having weights or something. Um, it's really good. The Vanderbilt rec, everyone just calls it the rec. Um, but like the recreation center, um, also runs like a bunch of intramural sports leagues as well as club sports. Um, and so those are all really fun. I know a lot of people had like, we're in a basketball league. Um, and then I played like club volleyball and we had practices and stuff. Um, there's, uh, like a smoothie store that you can use your card in the rec to get like a swipe at, which is nice tables and, and stuff like that. So the, the rec is a cool place. I just wish it was open again.
Yeah. Also, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to add okay. on to that. But club sports That's are still like club. happening. Like, okay. Because yeah. I did. Um, I mean, I'm not on a team, but they're holding like club volleyball practices. So I've been to like one or two of them, and they're they're hosted like outside of the rec, and it's like it's like on a soccer field. But um, and they just set up a net, so they're still happening, which is good. Yeah. That- our net by the way if you guys could put them back a bit nicer oh, it's kind of annoying i keep having to take- oh <laughs> <laughs> i only went like twice so okay I, I, I know a bunch of the again this is not relevant but i know a bunch of the girls on the club volleyball team and they're all super nice so everyone's nice <laughs> at vanderbilt and everyone's happy everyone's happy <laughs> all right so we're gonna move on um, sorry, we couldn't, we couldn't talk about Greek life, but like, we have to move on. I have, uh, <laughs> knee surgery early in the morning tomorrow, so I need to get home so I can sleep. Sorry um, but I just that, looked guys. it up and but, 33%, if anyone was wondering, but it's, it's about to be a lot Greek lower life. in the next 33% like, Greek year, life. but oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's, there's been some, if, if anyone oh, wants really? like the real tea, um, abolish Greek life on Instagram. Um, or like abolish Vandy Greek life. I don't know. There's some, a bunch of people get really upset about Greek life. Greek life has a lot of problems, both at Vanderbilt and not at Vanderbilt. Um, but I think, yeah, it's something that people are working on on campus. And so I think it's getting better. Yeah. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to add, since I've seen the campus uh, twice now. Um, so the houses for all the fraternities and sororities are all lined up, like right near like athletic facilities right near all that stuff so you're close to the basketball arena and baseball kind of so it it looks nice it's all yeah um, they're all together which is um like like. cool. yeah they're all like right near each other and and you're and i guess like no matter where you are on campus so it's easy to get to basketball games so yeah that's all you gotta say i'm I'm salty because i was supposed (laughs) to um I was supposed to be on the volleyball team and it got cut because of COVID, but oh. yeah, Aww. it's fine. We're, we're getting over it. I'm fine. <laughs> now they're kind of uh, trashing the school a little bit. Um, do you know, can you say anything annoying about your school? I'm, if there my, is anything, the only like, so besides the Greek I don't life, even, I think said. I was harsher than I, I meant to put out on Greek life even earlier. Like, I think, like, Vanderbilt has issues, but, like, obviously, like, I don't think anyone, and maybe I thought this when I was in high school, and so maybe other high school students have a similar view, that, like, college is going to be, like, some utopia and, like, solve your problems and whatever, and that's a bit naive. Um, Like, you're obviously, like, there's going to be a lot of work and, like, stress and, like, other problems arise, but I don't think that, like Vanderbilt does a ton to add to that stress or to like create problems. Uh, and I think if any of these problems were super easy to solve, then like they would have been solved by now. So like Greek Greek life is a, a problem because there are some people on campus that um, like aim to foster a bad environment specifically in like regards of taking advantage of certain groups of people or um, like essentially it comes down to racism and sexism, but these are isolated incidents. I'll stress, like, I don't think there's a widespread culture of racism and sexism at, at Vanderbilt. Um, and I think 98% of students that you find on campus are going to have pretty diverse friend groups and 
um, are pretty nice and welcoming overall. Um, but there's definitely um, like the opportunity for a bad person to sneak in. But uh, again, as is going to be the case at every school. Yeah, and despite yeah, that's anyway. Yeah, despite so. all the problems with Greek life, People I mean, it, it, it is still happening. I know uh, they're like fraternities are like they're starting to rush right now. Um, I think sorority sororities do rush in the spring, but um, of its issues, I didn't, I, I wasn't sure if it was happening. I'm like, I didn't think a lot of people. A lot of people just didn't think it was going to happen, but like it's rushing is the rushing starts like the rushing process is starting to happen. So yeah, for anyone interested in that. Oh, okay. Nice information. Um. So what makes your school unique uh, to other schools? Um. Hmm. Uh, who was that? Oh, I mean, sorry. you can, you oh, can talk about it first, Jared. Oh, I was I was not talking. I was responding to a text. My bad. Um, my, uh, I I think like the the differentiation, and I, I spoke about it in my sales pitch earlier. But it, it really comes down to the the student body, and the atmosphere that Vanderbilt's managed to create. And I think it's it's really important that a school like it with this environment exists where students are willing to work with each other on assignments and help each other out um, and like give advice. And I think that um, that's a really important thing. And I think that's the big differentiation uh, between Vanderbilt and other schools. It, it creates an environment that like people are able to be academically strong, but not think they're better than other people academically or like um, wanna do higher on the curve in the class so they don't like study together um and like there's there's no horror stories or anything like that and i think like the openness and inclusivity of vanderbilt students is unmatched um that seems like such a great community oh my gosh um so it's like a good so it's like a good school but then, like, no one's, like, overly competitive where they don't want to help each other out. Like, yeah, so and again, like, I, I, shouldn't say, like, I shouldn't call it, like, a, a utopia. Um, okay. Like, there's definitely, there is, uh, I, I think the overwhelming majority of students are great. Um, but there's definitely some that aren't. <laughs> like, I, I don't think anyone's going to contest that. Um, I just think, like, the, the overall environment is a lot more positive um, and a lot less toxic than at a lot of, lot of other places. I mean, yeah, along those lines, like, I've only been uh, Jackie, here for, what like, you like, got sick. two months now, but I think, like, I've already, like, met some of my closest friends, and I, the people here, like, are amazing. They're all, like, smart, they, they're studious, they want to, like, they want to learn more, but they're, they also, like, can, like, goof around, they can have fun, so it's, like, that perfect balance, like, like, what I said before, it's, it's really great to have that in a school, and I think, like, you know, you can really find your group of people. It's a, there's a lot of um, diversity here. So, and I think that, you know, there's a good mix of everyone and, and like a bunch of like fun people here, but yeah. Yeah. So just touching on what like you and Jared said, um, we also talked about this with um, Maddie at Boston college. She said that like, um, she um, like hangs out with a lot of people that she doesn't normally hang out with during school. Like, um, like people will just go out to lunch with people and just people that they don't normally hang out with. And like, yeah, it's from it's the atmosphere. Very casual. Is that what it, like, that's I, what it's like. like, the other day, like I just saw someone like eating lunch outside. Like I'm not really that close with her. Like I don't really talk to her that much. But, like 
she she does live on my floor she actually lives like right across from me like she's actually like i'm super close with her but like you know what? i sat with her and we had like a nice lunch like you can text anyone like meet up with like a random person that like you met through one of your classes and be like hey like you want to get lunch like you want to talk about our class like it's very casual and i think that's like what's really great about bandy is that like you can just like meet randomly with people and just to like get to know other people and like you don't have to be super close with them which is nice um okay i think we're on to our last question yeah all right i all right we did this last time with maddie so we want you what's the question yes uh what the question (laughs) what's the question yeah wait what the hell don't be embarrassed if you don't get it because maddie was not even close oh yeah (laughs) i'll give you oh that just makes it so much worse our podcast (laughs) Isn't it like, why choose Bandy or something like that? Oh, oh, that's smart. You terrible guess. That was pretty good, though. No, that was really good. Yeah. Oh, pass test. One, two, three. Why Why did did you you choose? Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like a little summary just of overall why you chose Oh, you Oh, do you want to go first? So. I I didn't say anything. You go for it. Oh. Okay, okay, I thought someone said something. Uh, All right. Um, so, I, I mean, I said this before. I mean, there's, a, like, a great balance of, um, you know, people that want to work, people that also, like, you know, can have a good time. But um, I think, like, one of the big reasons is why I chose it because of, like, I mean, it's academics. Um, and it's, like, it's a very challenging environment. Everyone, like, and you, you can study in groups. You work to push each other, like, academics. I think also like a big part of it is like the professors that like really want to help you. They like, they want to get to know you. Um, they want to see you improve. Uh, there's, they, they, you can always like email them, ask them questions and they're like actually happy to hear from you, which is great. Um, also a big part of it is because of the major that I said, it's very specific to Vanderbilt, human and organizational development. Um, but yeah, there's like just so many different aspects that really kind of like culminate in like the perfect school for me personally. <laughs> okay, my my Amazing. answer is going okay. to be uh, <laughs> a bit less less good, I guess. So when I was applying to schools, I was kind of essentially fed up with the whole process because I'm sure, as you guys understand, it's just a lot in terms of test scores, GPA, like essays, all that. And so I was kind of just like over it. Um, and so Vanderbilt was the last school I toured. And I was debating between applying ED, I think. Um, I, I applied ED to Vanderbilt, I should say. I was debating applying ED to Vanderbilt, Brown, or Columbia. And I was kind of just like, you know what? Who really cares at this point? Um, and I literally just did like a coin flip in my mind. Um, and it was like Vanderbilt. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm applying. Uh, and the, the rest. Um, uh, I acknowledge that is not a convincing <laughs> so funny. argument at all and like probably should have been more well thought out but whatever we're here now um so um do i think that you should flip coins to determine like large pieces of your future probably not um but i think the biggest thing about vanderbilt um is the um is the culture of collaboration it fosters uh, and the uh, community of students that it really creates. Also, and I, I didn't get a touch on this, but it was something that I, I wanted to talk about. Like, you're open to so many opportunities here 
that you would be like locked out of in a lot of other places. So at Vanderbilt, you're allowed to freely transfer between colleges. So in a lot of other schools, if you apply to a school like engineering, like you have to do engineering um, at Vanderbilt, you can switch whenever you want. Uh, if you decide that you're an econ major and then you want to switch to your HOD major, like you can do that, even though you're in different schools. And you can also take classes across different schools, which is really appealing in hindsight. Um, so like I'm not an engineer, nor do I plan on being an engineer, but I'm in a mechanical engineering class right now taught by like one of the dudes that uh, made a bunch of low cost ventilators responding to COVID um, just because like I felt like it. And I think that's really powerful. And there's like tons of resources. Um, like if, if anyone's interested in either starting a business or um, like designing a product or something, um, check out the Wondry, like Wonder, but with a Y at the end of it. Um, and like they essentially will give you grants or something to like build random stuff. Um, they have a system connected with like maker mentors, they call it, where they'll help you build things or design products or like roll things out. Um, and it, it's such a cool opportunity. And even students here like don't know about those resources, but you can talk to a lot of really cool people and do a lot of really cool things. Um, so highly recommend, and I think it's it's underexplored. And that was one thing that like made me really like Vanderbilt in the first place as well. Wow. So it, what started out as a coin toss well, I don't, ended like, in a success, but, so I think yeah. safe to say. So I said, I said Columbia could have been fine as well. I just didn't. What did you say? Oh, it's yeah, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing just fine. So. It's okay. No. I'll take Happy Vanderbilt. <laughs> Happy students. So I guess that concludes our podcast. Yeah. Episode number two. Yes, we completed it. So we have no idea who we're doing next week or what school we're doing next episode, but we'll let you know. And thank you so much, Jackie and Jared, for taking your time and giving us plentiful answers. And I yeah, don't know, of course. Just representing Thanks for having me. Really well. Woo-hoo. And being honest. Yay. Bye. Yes. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.